Hey, you're now loaded up for Think Rank with David Barry, the think tank for thinking rank. If it's on your mind, it's probably on his mic. So join rank. We're all in this one together. Now here's your host, the reality of rank, the bull god himself, David Barry. I'm David Barry. You're listening to Think Rank. I'm broadcasting live out of the Monster Bull Mansion, high on top of a hill in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, sipping out of the Golden Cup. Episode 70, huh? That's outstanding. So so basically, last week was episode 69, and we have passed that up now. We're on 70. What's, what's going to be our next milestone that we get to? Let's shoot for a hundred. Let's go for a hundred. I like hundred. It, it, it reminds me of hundred dollar bills. So, getting over, getting kind of take care of some business here, real quick, guys. We're um, had a great, great coach practice. Everything went well. Everybody kind of leveled up, like um, wanted more, and I really, really, really enjoy that because when I sign bulls to bull riders. I'm, you know, I'm doing that to, to help them become better. And then when they start coming to me saying, David, I want you to challenge me. That's outstanding. That's what, what I do makes it worthwhile. And it wasn't just one that did it. All my boys did it. It was a really, really good group of guys that really craved the, craved for more. And not just crave for more, but they were ready for more. <clears throat> Their skill development was was there, and and obviously as we as we move forward uh, on move up on bulls level of bulls, there's going to be a learning curve. You're going to fail, but that's how we get better is to fail because we we're going to make a mistake, learn from a mistake, easy fix, quick fix, move on. So each level we move up to. It don't take. It took you longer to learn how to ride the jump kicker than it will for you to learn how to ride them spinning rank bulls, because we got a foundation now. We we got that built and in place. So, but there is a learning curve at every level of bull we move up to, but it'll be short lived, and especially with me having your back. So, with that said, I have a St. Jude's coach practice coming up fe- February eighteenth. Four spots are left. Uh, so if you want to come to my coach practice, it's, it, there's four spots left, basically. Uh, if you have something you want to donate for our private auction, it would be outstanding. You can get with Holly and, um, and then she'll get with her people and then those people will get with y'all's people and we will make stuff happen. We, uh, 100% of everything I make February 18th at St. Jude's, 100% of everything I make goes to St. Jude's. Um, we write them a check for for what we can raise that day and to go help families. It's a great day. It's what, what, what uh, how many times I've done this? This is the sixth year. The sixth year I've done this. And for me, it's just a, it's a, it's a wonderful day. I love, uh, I love giving. Unlike in riding bulls when I got bucked off and I, I donated, this is one day that I don't mind donating. It's good stuff. So, anyways, uh, St. Jude's coach practice with me February 18th. So, 
You can get online at monsterball.com and register there and check out whatever you want there. So, Think Rank Podcast. What we're doing tonight, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google something, uh, whatever. We're on Monsterball. So just, it, and that's all the audio version. We just do the Facebook live. Uh, for shits, games, and giggles, but the the actual podcast think rank is on the other other avenues. So if you're bored and want to listen to something, look us up. It's called Think Rank, and uh, that's my podcast. I have a YouTube channel also that's called David Barry Monsterable. There's a brand new show that was just uploaded a couple of days ago. And I think it's going really, really good. People are really enjoying it. We're uh, really excited about the future this year with that because we're uh, consistently going to start shooting more shows. And so, uh, again, if you're trying to kill some time and don't mind losing some time, check us out. It's David Barry Monsterable on YouTube. All right, so as advertised, I have a guest tonight live here in the mansion, Lucasi Morris from Union City, Oklahoma. The fuck is Union City, Oklahoma? That's like from being from like Locust Grove or something. But I have uh, in the house, in the mansion, Lucasi Morris, fresh from the NFR qualifier this this previous year. How was that trip home? Trip home was, I mean, it was a lot to process from the NFR. I mean, just accomplished ever, just made one of my biggest goals come true, and then got bucked off all of them. So, I mean, it was a mix of emotions for sure. I mean, I was happy and proud of myself, and then I also was couldn't wait to get home and get on practice pools. How was the trip out there? It was a lot of anticipation, just a lot of nerves for sure. I was nervous. I didn't know. wasn't sure how everything was going to go, how the back number ceremony was going to go, how all my sponsor deals were going to we go. We good here? You know, how all that stuff was going to go, how the grand entry was going to go. I was, I was pretty nervous for the grand entry because I heard a lot of horror stories about <laughs> them horses. You didn't get the bucker. No, luckily not. So, you're the rookie of the year. You qualified for your very first NFR. And you said that was a goal, a lifetime goal, or I mean, how long, how long, how, how long can you remember that that was a goal that you wanted to go to the NFR? First, it's been a goal ever since I was five years old, for sure. I mean, ever since I started riding sheep, because I was, I didn't, I wanted to be the best at it if I did something. So I knew that in my mind, the best guys in the world were at the NFR. So that's where I wanted to be. So your dad. Jimmy Morris, let you ride sheep? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, so I was like three or four was years old. Was he in old. the background going, yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> he said the happiest day of his life was when I stopped riding sheep. No kidding. That's what he said. <laughs> That's awesome. Hell, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, look, Casey, I just I want to – let's go into earlier before the NFR. What, when did you start riding bulls? How old? I mean, obviously sheep riding – uh, how old was that? Like, what what age is that? I started getting on junior bulls when I was fourteen. Then uh started getting on bigger bulls when I was sixteen. Like open, I started going to open rodeos when I was sixteen, and then okay. high school rodeos and 
bunch of amateur rodeos, IPRA rodeos, stuff like that when I was 15, 16. So probably 15, 16 is when I started actually stepping up to get on big bulls. Do you remember having your what, eighth or ninth uh, birthday party out here at the ranch? It was a buck and bull birthday party. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I remember we bucked a lot of dairy calves that day. A lot day. of dairy calves that <laughs> day. A bunch <laughs> of us little kids just getting on them. That was awesome. I never knew that we could have that much fun at a birthday party with eight-year-olds, but it was awesome. We had a good time. Just a bunch of dairy calves. Outstanding. So as you as a kid growing up, your dad, I know, was heavily guarded of you um, on what what you would get on and what you could get on. And when I say guarded, meaning that you didn't get on some bread to buck, Son of a bitch at a 22-point yearling or two-year-old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he let you develop as you as you should have. Was that frustrating for you sometimes that you wanted to get on more and he's holding you back or vice versa? Uh, yeah. I mean, at times I didn't think I was – I didn't feel like I rode as good as other kids my age because, I mean, I was still getting on stuff that jumped and kicked and made a couple of rounds and then just jumped out of it and, and – Four, uh, my other 14-year-old, 15-year-old friends were getting on stuff that turned back right in the gate, and they would ride them. So I was like, I did. I was like, I, how come I can't ride as good as them and stuff like that? But looking back on it now, most of those kids, they just wrecked themselves out because they went too fast. And my dad but, held me back and made sure that I was dominating what I was getting on before I slowly stair-stepped, and then well, I'm starting to make a pretty nice career for myself. So looking that. back now, I'm, I'm thankful that... That was the case scenario. I, I see that. I see exactly what you're saying is that some some kids wreck their bodies out, uh, as, and, and by the time they turn 18, 19, 20, to get to be able to go to the NFR, their bodies wrecked out. It's, it's it, it, I hear the stories in baseball of pitchers when they when their kids, you know, throwing as hard and fast as they can, and um, wrecking their their elbow out and their shoulders out and their arm out, and so. By the time it ter- gets a chance to turn pro, they're done. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so, them baseball players, like when they're practicing, like they ain't, when they're practicing batting, they ain't hitting 100 miles an hour fastballs every time. Like they're just 60 mile an hour pitches. Like they got a, yeah. it's a repetition, just muscle memory. And once, right. once you can do it over, like repeatedly slow and get it down right slow, then you can start speeding. Then you it can, up. right, that's right. So, Instead of you trying to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball, you're getting on a a fifty mile an hour bull. Yeah. Back it down, get your stuff right, and and just progress up slowly. The process is a long and slow process, and I've often wondered because I know I know your dad is one of them that 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 uh, is. Uh, knows the script, understood that script, that process. I know Cody Custer. Um, the world champion bull rider Cody Custer understood the script with his son, and um, and so, but I've often wondered because I've never been able to ask you guys how how that felt for y'all because you see these other kids like you just said getting on these ranker bulls, but you're not allowed to do that just yet. Yeah, and 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 I don't know body wise, body makeup. You wasn't ready for that yet. You know what I'm saying? Your body hadn't developed yet. It hadn't grew yet. Your nuts hadn't even hardly dropped yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and so why, you know, shoot it all right here? Let's let's wait. There's more. There's more out here. 
and then you you uh, you go to the NFR. How old are you? Just turned twenty in August. So no shit. Yes, sir. Wow, twenty year old NFR. That's outstanding. It was it was fun for sure. I mean, even though I didn't have the outcome I wanted to, but just being able to make it. I mean, it, well, there's there's more. It's part of the process. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Fuck that process, but there's a process. You know <laughs> yes, what I'm saying. So as you as you as you going through your rookie year, when did it dawn on you that I got a chance to go to the NFR? Um, I mean the first. Two months, I won 20000 So, I mean, after the first two months was over and I was number one in the world, I was like, man, like, I just keep on doing what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to make the NFR this year. What's that feel like to, 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 what's that feel like to open the sports news and see your name in the standings, let alone number one in the standings? Can you, what's that feel like? How Can you describe that to me? It's kind of a like a surreal experience. Like you can't believe it, but you can at the same time because it's That's everything. Your name. Yeah, it's everything you've worked for your whole life. And I've had like people from the sports news calling me like every two weeks to do interviews and put me in like doing little interviews with me in the magazine. So like it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. And then to be able to like look at it on paper and like I still got those magazines at home with all that all them <laughs> articles and all them Save all the standings them. in them. Save so, them. That's your first one. That's your first yep. one. You got a lot to save, but save them first ones. Right? Yes, sir. For sure. So, what did um, as you as you see yourself? You know, like I'm fixing. The, I I can do this. I got this. I belong here. Did you feel that? I mean, oh, for sure. And like, like you know, as good as anybody. Like when you're when you're riding good, like you don't think anybody anything can throw you off or anybody can beat you. So, oh doubt. Like I was feeling that. I had that mentality for like the first. Four or five months, like nothing was throwing me off, and I was like, "I'm, I'm the best one here. I'm a beast. <laughs> exactly. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Yeah, come knock me off my top. I'm the beast." Then what happened? Uh, July, July third in Livingston, Montana. I was in July. The lowest, the lowest I was got in the standings all year was sixteenth, I think. In July third, I was seventh, and I bull stomped on my leg and spiral fractured it. Had to go to Dallas. July 5th, get surgery. They put a rod and three screws in there, and they told me they didn't want me to ride until October, which the season ends in September. So I was like, I'm not just going to sit at home and take a chance at missing missing an NFR right. rookie of the year because, I mean, Bubba Greg and all them other rookies were catching up. So I was like, I'm just going to go home and take a couple weeks off and get right. And then I, I, could start, I started walking on it. Once I started walking on it, I was like, started entering again. So... Wow. Went and got on a practice bull at Weatherford at the school. Stayed on him. Went to Vanita Pro Rodeo that night. Got booked off. The next night I went to Altus. Was 88 points. Won the rodeo. Or split it with Trey Holston. And then the next day, for my third bull back, I flew to San Juan Capistrano, California. Rode this. He's a pretty cool little bull. Big, high horn, old school looking bull. Went out, out there away from my hand. And whistle blew. And I tried to get off away from my hand to save my leg because it was... Still broke at this point. And then right. Got hit on my hands and knees, and when I did, and he stomped him on my back, and knocked me out, punctured my lung, did a whole bunch of stuff, and tore my labrum in my shoulder and tore my rotator cuff. So then I took four days off and still kept getting back on. And at that point, like, my body is just trash. Broke right. leg, torn up shoulder, punctured lung, and then 
Went a couple weeks, and then it was Pendleton for the Extreme Bulls. First night, got knocked out on my first bull. Couldn't get on my second bull. The second night, the bull jerks me down to the chutes, breaks my nose, gives me a concussion. I can't get on my second bull. And then at the rodeo, my bull hips himself, throws me off, and then stomps on my leg where it's broke yet. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Get you some of that. <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow. It was not, Pendleton was not a fun time. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Casey, you said something about getting knocked out. You got hurt. At the National High School Finals? Yes, sir. And tell me about that. Um, it was in the short round. And the only thing I remember up until, up until waking up in the hospital from that whole day was I remember leaving Chick-fil-A. And ever since then, I do not eat chicken before I get on a bull that day. People make fun of me for it, but I will not do it. And But I guess I seen the video, and that bull just was right in the gate into my hand and pulled me down on his head. And when he did... My head bounced off his, and it kind of cut me a backflip. Just bounced my head off the ground and knocked me out. Had two brain bleeds, so brain swelling, a concussion, a severe concussion, and then I was in the ICU for like two or three days, I think. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't even know if I was going to ride again. And took a month off and got on my first bull and stayed on him. And then after that, it was kind of up and down. Can I ask you? Well, can I? I'm going to. <laughs> um, what's it take? For you to overcome that, just that one major, you know, a lot of guys just have one major setback. You've had more than that. Yeah, but. What's it take for you? What the hell are you thinking? Like, I want to do this some more. I want to do this again. Or how's, how's that work? I mean, how, you're different. You're, you're, you're different. And when I say different, I mean in a good way. <laughs> yes, that sir. Greatness has to be wait, waiting on you. You know what I'm saying? Because you just keep stepping right back in the ring. Like, I didn't hear no bell. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. What's, how do you, how, what's inside of you? Winning comes from the inside out. But what, Lou Casey, I mean, for the best that you can explain to me and, and who's listening, what's that take to overcome that, being knocked out and you may not ever ride again and just broke bones and all that. What's it take to rebound from that and still be competitive? It's really just a matter of how bad you want it. Like, So for me, like ever since I was four or five years old, all I wanted to do is be a bull rider and make the NFR and win the world and win the average and all this stuff. And I've been battling with injuries pretty much my whole life. I broke my, broke my first bone when I was eight years old, broke my leg. Sheep step on you? Or what? No, it was a, it was, a, it was a, one of our bucking heifers at HD's house. We just, they was bucking bulls, and I got on practice, stepped on, got broke, and then broke it again when I was 10. I think I broke it when I was 12. I've had a lot of broken legs, but, I mean, after after You all, only got two. I know, but I broke both of them a lot. Had stitches in both of my legs, but I know when... When my all that head stuff was going on when I was in high school, Jimmy asked me, he said, Are you gonna you gonna ride again? I was like just looked at him like he was dumb. I was like, Yeah, I'm a bull rider. I ain't gonna and then multiple people like I, I remember like even some of my buddies were telling me like you don't need to ride no more, like you should just stop and I was like, dude, it's dangerous. Like they're trying to tell me, Well, yeah, like if something like that happens again, like you could die. You could die in a car wreck. Like it's life's dangerous, so if if you're gonna live, you might as well do something that makes you happy. Do you do you you love bull riding so much, you're willing to die for it? 
Oh, yeah. That That's... Listen, I had a bull hit me in the eye one time, and, and I had to go get stitches, and I'm thinking, fuck, I don't know if I want to do this anymore or not. And then the nurses were there. I'm like, I don't know. This is all right. You know what I'm saying? But I can't imagine. I, 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 I mean, a lot of guys go through injury-free in their career. Not injury-free, but you're 20 years old, and, and you got a rap sheet like Evil Knievel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so. Um, but it doesn't cross your mind when you're nodding your head now? No, not necessarily. I mean, because now, I mean, growing up when I was in middle school and high school, and I didn't play no, like I didn't play sports. Like I, I was a part of them, but I, yeah. my mind wasn't there. Yeah. Like, I'd be at football practice or baseball practice. I'm just sitting there thinking about practice bulls, like getting yep. on bulls and going to rodeos. Mm-hmm. Right. So I understand that. I mean, now I'm 20. I don't. I don't got a real job. I mean, riding bulls. That's what I do for a job. So, I mean, how much you make last year? It was a little bit over a hundred thousand. Okay. I don't think somewhere in between a hundred and a hundred and ten. Twenty years old, got that hundred grand. Let's just call it a hundred grand. Fuck it, let's call it a hundred twenty grand. You know what I'm saying? We'll round up. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how I do it. That's amazing. I mean, you know what I'm saying? For like you said, you don't have a job. Your job's riding buck and bulls. Your dream. You have the dream job. What do you want out of that dream job? When it's all said and done, and you 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 can't nod your head competitively anymore, what do you want? That's a two 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 questions, Lucasi. What do you want out of the sport, and what do you want to show for it? When I'm done riding bulls, I mean, as of right now, my plan is to kind of do the same thing that you're doing, and like what Cody Custer is doing, like be able to. Still be around it, still own some bulls and put on bull riding schools. Help kind kids, of, help young kids. Yeah, like help give back and help. And parents. Yeah, just help kind of. The build. only parent I don't ever give advice to is your dad. <laughs> he you know knows everything. <laughs> that's only that's only parent I've never give advice to. He knows right? everything. <laughs> I love you, Dad. So, all right, so, so when it's over, you want to be able to do like Cody Custer's doing. And, and and that's outstanding. That's a that's great. What do you want before that? I mean, what do you want from it, from the industry? I want how many buckles you want? Well, I want to beat Sage Kim. I want to beat Sage Kimsey's, and I believe that he's going to break Donnie's record. So there's no telling how many he's going to get. But however many he gets, I'm going to have to get a couple more than that. So no doubt, there's no telling how many he's going to wind up with right now. Yeah, yeah. And you say that, and you're 20 years old, didn't ride a bull to NFR, 10 hit, and you still believe that can happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of, people, like, I just kind of walk around like I'm just calm and confident, but, like, most people, like, when I, really, when I walk in the locker room, like, when, at the NFR, when I walked in the locker room and threw my bag down, like, I really thought that I was the best person there. No doubt. And I was riding against Stetson Wright, Trey Kimsey, like, some badasses. Yes, no doubt. And I, I, I was like, you don't ride as good as me. There it is. And so, I mean, it's just kind of, and that all goes back to really my dad and you and Cody Custer, like, taught me how to win and expect myself to dominate whatever I was riding. So, I mean. It's like we was talking earlier. When you show up and set your gear back down, 
there should be a fucking money bag inside that gear bag. <laughs> exactly. For my money that I'm fixing to win. Yes, You know sir. what I'm saying? That's how that should work right there. You know what I'm saying? Holly, we need to come up with a monster bull money bag that the boys can put in their gear bag to collect their fucking money winnings in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So, anyway, I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> and, <laughs> Always marketing. And, like, so they, at the NFR, they gave us a bunch of these... Like our contestant jackets, you know, their back numbers on them, and it says, like, the, PR, the NFR patch, and it says bull ride, and then one, like, has another PRCA patch that says one-time qualifier. And I've, I mean, it's been cold outside, so I've worn that thing it said every day one, One-time one qualifier? Yeah, it's going to have a couple more. It's going to have, like, another two or a zero behind that. Oh. Here in, a little, here, here in a while, but. And then some people like, man, you went to the NFR and got bucked off all ten. I was like, first of all, that's a lie. I got bucked off eight of them. <laughs> and second of all, you ain't made the finals. And they had, like, and just from the outside looking in, like, those kids, like, they didn't really keep up with me all year. So they didn't know that I was winning the world for the first four or five months. And they didn't know that I was missed two months with a broke leg. And then the last month, I was, had a broke leg still and a torn shoulder and then kept getting hurt. So the two biggest months in money. Yeah. The two, the, yeah, the big, the big run, the big money run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had to turn out of Calgary, to turn out of Cheyenne. Like that's, they gave a lot of t- money away at just those two. So big money run. Yeah. But no it's just, doubt. it's just kind of funny how people, people's going to hate on you no matter what. I mean, cause I, in my mind, I feel like I did, like, I feel like that's pretty cool. I made the NFR one rookie of the year huh. all in the same year and huh. then people still hating on me, but. Send them my way. I got room for haters. You know what I'm saying? I, I deal with haters really well. If you don't have haters, you're not doing nothing right. That's right. That's right. You just got their attention. Exactly. Lucchese, what what is it like? Um, well, let me back up for just a second. You, you're a rookie of the year, and uh, you didn't ride none of your bulls at the NFR. I was the rookie of the year. I didn't make the NFR. Probably somebody from the PRCA can look this up, but I'm pretty fucking sure I'm the only rookie bull rider of the year that never went to the NFR. So I didn't. I, not only did I fucking not make it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so listen, you got there. I, I would I would trade you places all day long to nod my head ten times. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never got that opportunity. Uh, well, let me say, I shouldn't have said got that opportunity. I was never given that opportunity. Uh, shouldn't he say that? How do you say it? I, I, uh. You took advantage of the opportunity. I, uh, fuck. How do you say it? Anyway, I was a rookie of the year and I never, the PRC, I'm pretty fucking sure they should have a statue of me somewhere in their little building <laughs> that this is the only guy that never want, never went to the NFR. You know what I'm saying? Um, although I did when I, I, my rookie of the year was, uh, I, I outrode Ty Murray that year. And, uh, I, a lot of people probably never heard of him anyway, but, um, but I'm the only guy that never went to the fucking NFR. You know what I'm saying? But that's all right. So when, so when you say people are hating on you because you bucked off, I would love to have that opportunity. And I promise you to nod my head for 10 times. I might have fucking, they'd had to tell me to get up so we can shut this fucking gate. I don't care. I'm going to nod my head 10 times yeah. at the NFR. How many fucking bull riders, Lucchese, in this world? Thousands. Thousands. And you're of the of the 15 yeah. that got that opportunity to nod your head. 
You know what I'm saying? That's badass. Now we got us a fucking game. Now we got this shit behind us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not a virgin no more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know what this shit's like, you know? So now we got us a fucking game. What are we going to do with it? What is our game? What's our What's our plan? Well, I thought it. I didn't think that I wanted everyone to go to the NFR so bad before. And then when I got there, I was like, man, this is cool. Like, I was kind of like, like, I'm dreaming right now. Like, this isn't real. And then on the way home, I was like, I, I thought I wanted to go last year. Now this year, like, I'm, I want to go ten times worse than I did last year. So, so, and that's a really good statement because the first time you didn't know what it was like, now you do. Yeah. And and now you got you got a little fire, you got a little little match right there that, to remind you this is what I want to be, this is what I want to do. Before it was just a dream, an unexperienced dream. Yeah. Now it's a dream that's been experienced. I got this. I belong here, and you belong there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. How do you feel uh, about? This coming year, I mean, because we're still, are we still broke legs? You know, what, where are we at? Where are we, uh, injury wise, where are we at? Uh, my leg, I mean, where it's my legs 100% now, my shoulder. I didn't, they told, they wanted me to get surgery on it, but I mean, it feels, it feels 100% now and then, but my hips are kind of out of whack. So I'm actually going to Fort Worth Friday, Saturday, uh, Florida Sunday, and then fly back to Dallas. So either Sunday night or Monday morning. We haven't really got that part figured out yet. And then Monday at four o'clock in Dallas, I got a doctor's appointment to go get my hips worked on. So, but no. So what's that mean? Uh, it's like a massage. He's like a massage oh. doctor type dude. I don't really know my Jimmy looked it all up and fixed it all up for me. But oh god. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> There's no telling what she's gonna look like. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be like. He's supposed to be like. One of the best, that is. So. A, a he? Yeah, that's a guy. What the hell, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. You you have to take care of your body. You know, there's um, there's a reason um, why they have that person's in that business is because people get out of whack. Get yourself back in line so that you are 100%. Because at the level that you ride at, and the goals you've got set, you got to be there. And you just went to the NFR and was like 40%. You know, I mean, and you still had to end the season just crippled. But when I'm saying you was at 40% at the end of the season, you wasn't going if, – if you didn't make the NFR, it wasn't because you didn't keep trying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That And, and I – hats off because some people would say, come on now. I mean, just heal up. Maybe you qualify. You weren't going to be, leave it up to the maybe I qualify. Fuck that. I'm in control of my destiny. Not maybe. Not wish is not control of my destiny. I'm in control of my destiny. I can heal when I'm dead. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's easy for me to say. I never went to the fucking NFR. I never nodded my head for fucking nothing. Well, I say nothing, but I mean, out of them yellow shoes. Give me that NFR experience. Uh, you drive into Las Vegas. Um, give me the process. When when Lucasi Morris lands in Vegas, give me a walk, walk me through from landing in Vegas to the first perf, nod your head. Well, we drove out there, and we drove, and then we stopped in 
Flagstaff, maybe. Then we went to the Grand Canyon the next day and then kind of took our time getting there. Hey. Like sightseeing? Yeah. You ever seen a Grand Canyon? It's rank. And then... uh, From an airplane? <laughs> it is. It's, it's pretty sweet. Is it? Yeah, and then, but coming over that hill going into Vegas, like, it'll take, like, it'll take your breath away. Like, yeah. especially at night. Oh, yeah. It's dark. It's you can't see nothing. It looks yeah. like the sun's still setting. You go over this big old hill, pop over it, and all you can there see is, is lights. Right. So that's crazy. It's waiting on you. Waiting on you. So you you drive into Vegas. What did the NFR committee? What tell me? Tell me that. How's that work? What do you mean? Like, um, so you, you you checked in. You had to check in with somebody. Yep. And tell me, tell me that. I mean, how's that work? Like meetings, grand for- Yeah, I just want to know. I mean, like how 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 does how do you how do you you got a code out of the deal? You got a back number? Where'd you get it at? I mean, they mail it to you? Or I don't you, know. You to- uh, we had to show up to the arena and take take our little pictures, and then we had to go. Do the grand entry practice. Find our horse we're stuck with, and then try to see if that is that your horse. Try to kill all ten days. Yeah, you had the same horse. And then you gotta see if that grand entry horse is gonna try to kill you or not. And then after that's done, then uh, we had just some. We took pictures. Everybody took pictures. And then after that, we kind of just chilled out for a little bit. And then we had to go to the South Point for the back number ceremony. Okay. After that was all done with, uh, we walked in this big old line, and they had a bunch of tables set up. And we. Walked through there and got our Reagan bags. We got our got our NFR bags. We got a whole bunch of stuff. Got a bunch of shirts, gloves. Tiffany gave us some gloves. A whole bunch okay. of stuff yeah. like that. And then after that, it was the next day it was game time. Round one. Yep. So back to the grand entry horse. Do they? How do you know they assign you the horse? Do they put your name on him, or how do you know that's my horse? Yeah. Uh, like, Can y'all trade horses or? No, I don't think we could have because if we could have, I would have done it. Really? <laughs> uh, and they actually, the grand entry horse I was practicing on, they gave I show up for the first round the next day, and they just like try to give me a different horse. I was like, no, that's not my horse. That's not like, my horse. This is the horse that I had. That's right. And so I get on the horse that they were trying to tell me wasn't mine. Right. And that's the horse I rode all week. Was the horse I rode in the grand entry practice, and the horse they tried to put me on is the one that threw Creek Young off. Is oh. that black and white paint that oh. bucked him off? That's the one they were trying to get me on. <laughs> I said no. I said I'm riding the same horse. That's I rode not my the horse. Grand entry. That's right. So, all right, grand entry practice. Is that every day? Ten days or no? We just did it the first day. That we just one. we just practiced uh, the day we all checked in. Okay. We just did it two or three times and kind of got. Got it down pat, like which state, like what state we're following, which state's behind us, like where we gotta, where we gotta go in the little horseshoe type deal and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll be. That's interesting to me uh, from a from a production standpoint that there is a production to the NFR and that that's interesting. I like that. So, um, well, so so moving from the grand entry. To the buckles, or to the, not to the buckle sir. But to I the didn't back. make it there. You didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yet. To the back number deal. When they handed you, when you got your back number, that had to have been the, like the realest of the real, that NFR back number, you know? Yeah, make make made me feel ten feet tall and bulletproof. I was like, I'm I'm the coolest person here. Like, I, I just did it. No, what and was you did have the coolest jacket? Yeah. Did you see his jacket? Mm-mm. 
You would say that he did have the coolest jacket for the number ceremony. Oh, for the number ceremony. Yeah, yes, I did. Yes, yes. I thought you were talking about the NFR jacket. No, he yeah. had the coolest jacket at the back number ceremony. Love it. I love it. When you when you uh, walk into Thomas and Mac, round one, you go to the locker room, you know what you draw. How, how many bulls do they draw? They draw one a night, or how, how do you know? What do you know what you got? We, well, we knew what we had. I knew we, we had the uh, first and second round draw like two days before, maybe just one day. I can't really remember. That's kind of it was kind of all blurred just because I couldn't believe it was happening. It took me until we was three hours on the way home to realize what just happened. But wow. like the first and second round, we had we got those at the same time, and then after the first round was over, we got the third round. Okay. After the second was or after mm-hmm. the after the second, then or no, we got the first second round early. Then after the first round was over, we got the third round draw, and then we had to wait until the third round draw was over. Then we just got with the draw twenty four hours or like two or three hours after the perf was over. So they we didn't know what we had to. Uh, the bull riding director. We all had a group text. It's just all the and if all the guys I was entered and. and Coder Stocky, the bull riding director. They used to just take scotch tape and tape it on the side of a fucking cement wall, you know? Well, they still did. Like, they still had the like the buck order and all the draw posted in the locker room. But, I mean, after the perf, we all left. And then Cody just would screenshot the draw and send it to all of us. How how important was knowing what you had draw the next perf to you? Um, The first, the first four or five perfs was pretty important, like I was, wanted to know. And then after that... I got booked off all of them. Like, after I got booked off the first four or five, I was like, it doesn't matter what I have. Like, I'll look if they send it to me, but if they don't send it to me, I'm not going to ask. Like, it doesn't matter because my job's to ride bulls. It doesn't matter what I have. My job's going to stay the same, so. You know, the great Cody Custer, when I was rodeoing with him my rookie year, um, he would get to where um, he wouldn't call for our stock. He said, don't matter, we're going. It don't matter what we got. And uh, I always, you know, looking back at that, I respect that, you know. And uh, it didn't matter. We're there. We're going, you know. So um, that was that was a that was a first time I'd learned. Uh, it doesn't matter. You're gonna gonna give it all you got right now. Yeah, and it, I mean, in that, like what you were just saying, like it doesn't matter what we got. We're going anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially now because. It could be a three day rodeo and they're gonna ride one bull. So if you go and stay on, you're probably gonna get you're probably gonna get paid. Right. Yes. And it, it and so they set them rounds, they set them pins. This certain, I mean, uh, you got your eliminator pin, the rank pin, the so so pin, whatever pin, whatever pin, whatever pin. Of the of the NFR bulls that you got on, had you rode anything? Earlier in the year, um, the bull I got on the, the bull I got on in the first round, uh, I, I believe me and Stetson were the only two to ride him last year. Yeah, it was last year. I rode him in Logandale, Nevada. It was Bouchon of or Bucon, however you say his name, of Matt Sharpings. He's a black bull riding gate to the left, and I was eighty two and a half on him, I think. And then he bucked me off right at the whistle at the NF four, and then that was the only other bull I've ever been on. Though it was just the first one I got on. Do you think if you'd rode him? It would have changed the other rounds. Um. Yeah, I think so because, I mean, I really believed. I mean, before I got on every bull, I, I really thought I was going to ride every single one of them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I would have went ahead and actually got it done on the first one, it would have just 
started it, and I just went, went on from there. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, so you um, you had a an NFR that um, was a was a a great experience of being there, but the money that could have been won didn't get gathered up. Here we are in 2023. You have an NFR goal now. Um, the goal is stronger than it was last year because now you know what it's what it's like. What did you learn, Casey, um, from this 10-round NFR about yourself? Don't get don't get too cocky because after I made the NFR, I mean I was hurting and. I was working out in the gym and stuff, but I didn't get on no practice pools. I got on, I got on two practice pools at the college and went to one rodeo, and then got wrecked out at the rodeo I went to, and then I didn't get on no practice pools until the first round. So, I mean, for sure, like, and already even this year, like, since since the finals, like, I've been on probably twenty five, thirty practice pools, been going to the gym, trying to eat healthy, trying to take care of my body, because I mean. I got to start treating myself like an athlete, not just a cowboy anymore. Because right. especially with how these bulls are getting and how the competition is, so you're gonna have to start doing yeah. it, treating it as a business. Now it's not, it's not amateur rodeo. Like this, this isn't a weekend warriors type of deal. Like if I'm gonna do this for a job, like I gotta, gotta start doing it. For Instead of winning a hundred thousand, you wanna win three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million. Yeah, and, and to do that, you got to do something for that. Exactly. You, yeah. you got to do more. You got to do something different. Or you're just going to be a hundred thousand dollar a year guy, yeah. yeah. So, so you you recognize that I got to do more. I want to do more. You want to do more. You're going to do more. What else do you learn it, about yourself? Well, I learned that I'm tough this year. Right. <laughs> Tougher than I thought I was. I know that. There it is. Yeah, no doubt. Just don't let nothing stop you. I guess. I mean, Bill, Bills. So, so everything you're, we're we're in the physical world. You mentally got tougher. You mentally, uh, growing up, you're 20 fucking years old. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I was still a virgin when I was 20. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're growing up. I really wasn't. I was, but anyway. But you're a fucking kid. I mean, if you was to come to me and interview for a job at my company, a monster bull, I'd be like, you're a fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? And here you are nodding your head on these fucking motherfuckers and you have a goal you have a, a dream and, and a dream is a goal that action is in place that's what a goal is it, it, a goal is a dream but actions taking place to make it happen you don't have time you don't have a day off where you're at right i mean yeah. seven days in a week right you don't, you don't have a day off especially as even I mean, though you're not entered, you yeah. don't have a day off, right? I mean, yeah, because I mean, bull riding is a short career. Like, I mean, my career could be over Friday when I go to Fort Worth, or I could still be getting on when I'm 30. So, like, there's no telling. I mean, it's it's a little bit different than an office job. So, I yeah. mean, if you're going to do it, like, you're just going to have to do it and mean it and take care of it and take it seriously. You have and and riding bulls competitively and at, at the level you're at, it's it's a it's a it's a it's not a large, it's narrow. Meaning of time, if if you're going to accomplish what you're after, you got to do it. You got to have it going now, and 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 then you're going to have you can thirty maybe ten years. Let's just say you got ten years to be a 
professional. You can be a professional bull rider. As long as you buy their card and pay their entry fees, you can be PRCA cowboy forever. Yeah. But competitively, I would say you've got 10 years in front of you. You know what I'm saying? To accomplish the goals that you have set to beat whatever sage sets the bar, raises the bar at. You, uh, prepared to go back to the NFR and, uh, make a different showing than you had this past year. My question is, why did you have a bad NFR? I don't know. Honestly, like, I was, they were getting my chin picked up and then I was, really wasn't, it was the same thing happened. What changed? What changed between Lucchese being number one in the world to Lucchese trying to stay on one? I got comfortable. Got comfortable with where I was. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's Tell me more. Well, I mean, ever <laughs> Tell since me I, more. Like, once I, once we was watching TV in the living room every, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, Cowboy Channel, Cowboy Channel would come on. Here's your standing. So who's at who's number one? Me. I'm cool. I'm better than all y'all. After that, after that kept going on for about two or three months, I was like, I need to get on practice rules. I don't need to go to the gym. I'm on TV. I'm gonna be on TV tonight. I was on TV last week. I'm gonna be on TV next week. And sooner or later, start bumping down. Yeah. Number two in the world. Oh, that's all right. I'm still still second. Number three. Number four. And sooner or later, they had me down to 16th. And you had your claws in just trying to keep from falling on down. Yeah. But you did start doing something about it, though. You, you At the end, you, you you entered up and you showed up hurting. This year, you're going to change it. This year, you're eating different. You're going to the gym. You're getting on practice bulls. You're not going to leave it to chance. When you show up to win, it's not a hope of win. I'm going to win. I will win. That's how prepared you got to be. Yeah. And then another deal is, is, I mean, last year, my dad was like, every bull you get on, like every bull, every bullet you put your boy up on this year matters. I'd get bucked off one. He'd start, he'd start getting an argument. He'd start trying to tell me what I was doing wrong. And I didn't like it. And I just get all butthurt about it. And then towards the end of the season, I was like, man, if I would have stayed on this bull, I wouldn't have to be worried. If I would have stayed on this bull, right. I'd be 13th. If I'd have stayed on these five bulls, I'd be 10th. Right. If I'd have stayed on these 20 bulls, I'd be top five. Yeah. So, I mean, this year, it that makes like, sense. Yeah. I, I actually know this year that every bull does matter. So Every bull does matter, right? Even in the practice pen. And 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 I'm so when you when you go to the practice pen and get on practice bulls, what are you practicing for? Practicing to win, but that's are just, you just getting on bulls no. and at the practice pen, or what are you practicing for? I'm working on multiple things. I'm working on just driving out over the right shoulder, so I'm left handed, so I want to be covering up their right shoulder. And I really need to work on getting hold my spurs more. But I mean, when I'm at home, that's pretty much the only two things I work okay. on is just. Getting to the front and getting hold of my spurs. You have a purpose. Yep. Why am I practicing? Why am I practicing? Just because I'm getting on a bull at the practice pen don't mean I'm practicing. Yeah. I was guilty of that. I would go to the practice pen and I'd just get on bulls. 
and 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 uh, I never was practicing my weaknesses. And Lane always said, because I was weak away from my hand, Lane said, "Go get on some practicables away from your hand." You have to practice your weakness. You've got to strengthen and shore that up in order for your goals that you have set in the, for the next 10 years to, to, to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what you're doing. You have a purpose, what you're practicing for. Every time, every bull means something. Even the practice bull means yeah. something. Yeah. And especially, like, just for, your, just for your head games, too. Like, just go ride. Even for me, like, if I go ride a... 16-point jump kicker in the practice pin. Get off good, ride good, get off good, mm-hmm. go to the rodeo. Okay, I, I mean, I said on the last one I got on, like, I'm feeling good about myself. Yeah, if, yeah. And that's to me, that's better than going to get on a 23-pointer and riding four seconds and getting drilled and then going to a bull ride. No just, doubt. You just no got doubt. drilled. No doubt. you got to get on something you can fist pump. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and that that's how that, that builds a lot. The fist pump getting off a bull builds a lot. And you said just something right there, uh, get, uh, getting off right. Um, extremely important. Getting off them bulls right, landing on your feet, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And you practice that in the practice pin. I mean, that, so we're practicing the ride to get better, but we're also practicing the get off, the escape. Because that's, that's how you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. last year when I got off that bull away from my hand, I never get off bulls away from my hand. I tried to spin out of there I'm off away from my hand on my hands and knees and got wrecked out and got put in the hospital right. instead of just doing there what is. I've been practicing to do my whole life, just spinning out across there on my on my hands and knees and crawling out of there. It's, it's no gotta, doubt. Yeah. You just gotta do gotta hey. do what you've been practicing. <laughs> That's right. No doubt. What did um Holly, has anybody got a question for us of I mean, has anybody just asked something? A lot of people just super proud of you. You got a huge fan base. I was just wondering if somebody, at something that we ain't touched on, had a question for Lucasi. That what was your coach's name? My radio coach. No, in sports, he, he's Hud. Oh yeah, Hud Huddleston. Yep. Yeah, he's he's got tires now. He he owns a tire shop. He sponsors me. He said uh, that you could have done a lot in sports, and but he told me this. He's he may never make a play, but he'll be he'll be famous. <laughs> yeah. So. I didn't feel like I was that good at sports. I mean, I, I might have been, but I mean, it's just but bull run was your passion. Oh yeah, you do, that's you ride bulls. yeah, famous. that's but that's what I was. That's what I excelled at. I mean, it really just came natural to me. Like never, and that kind of that kind of came and bought, bit me in the butt too. Because all the way up until I was sixteen, seventeen years old, like I didn't have to get on that many practice bulls or practice calves. Like I could just do it naturally. Like I was just naturally. Had yeah. a gift for yeah. riding bulls, and right. then yeah. came time to start getting on bigger bulls. Started getting bucked off, and I wasn't sure how to handle it. Now, now that's right. Now you have to work at it. Yeah, yep. So, man, that's awesome. I, I, I just, I really love the, the 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 bull rider story, and that's just the fact that you're 20 years old. You have the world in front of you. You have the world by the tail. And you understand that you have to work at it, though. It ain't going to come give, just because it's natural to you. Just because this is what I love to do, it's going to just hand itself to you. Yeah. you you got you to gotta tap her on the shoulder and say, it's my dance. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, yes, sir. It's my, you know, you're in my chair. You're in my chair. 
And I have two questions. Okay, what's those? One is, what's your biggest win or favorite rodeo? Biggest win? What's your biggest win? Probably St. Paul, Oregon. St. Paul, Oregon, and uh, why? Uh, I won third there. I think I won like a little bit shy of ten thousand, but and a buckle bunny look like what? <laughs> so I didn't have none. I didn't have time. As soon as, as, soon as we left there, See, I know why I never made the NFR right now. Right there, there's the answer. You just give it to me. As soon as I got done at St. Paul, we had to haul butt to uh, Malala, Oregon. And then, but at St. Paul, I rode a big old scary Bramer, Ugly Wish, and he came. He actually came. From Clint Vickers, another guy that lives in Oklahoma, about an hour and a half south or hour and a half west of me. So, I mean, that was pretty cool to be able to ride an Oklahoma bull and yeah, the big scary old school no Bramer too. <laughs> That's outstanding. And uh, who do you look up to in bull riding? Not not talking about me or your dad or Cody Custer. <laughs> who who is, is there somebody? That you who, look up to? No doubt. Yeah. Mm, I don't know for sure. I mean. As far as, like, old school guys go, because, I mean, that's really all the bull riders. Like, all the bull ridings that I watch are all a bunch of BROs and old bull ridings like that. Yeah. So, like, probably Jim, guys like Jim Sharp. Jim Sharp, yeah. Especially if – I feel like I kind of ride, like, him away from my hand. Because okay. if, if, I, if I stay on a bull that goes right, like, they have to – like, I make them look stupid because right. I have to ride them, like, absolutely perfect. And yeah. if, I try to, if I try to show them off or make them look hard, I'll get drilled. <laughs> And is, is the PBR in your future? You're totally committed to the PRCA. Another question. PRCA. So, are you committed to the PRCA or is the PBR? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I th- I like the PBRs, but they have that helmet rule. Where if you're not born, if you're born or after a certain year, you have to wear a helmet. Mm. And with my head and my my past of head injuries, me and helmets don't get along very well. So, right. I mean. I don't know. I can't say for sure or not, but it's going to be a while for sure. I dang sure want to get five or five or six yeah. NFR qualifications. There it is. Up. Good enough. That's great. That favorite bull you've ever been on? That's a tough one too. I mean, I like Ugly Wish. I mean, that's probably that's probably one of my favorite bulls. Or, Ugly uh, Wish. Yeah. Or I mean, it wasn't at a PRC rodeo, but. Like, my favorite bull I did a PRCA rodeo was on Ugly Wish, but my favorite bull, like, ever that I've been on is uh, Dirty Blonde to Danny Mason's. He's a big, big yellow ball face bull. It's up and down. Like, he bucks. He, cool. I made a really good ride on him last year, so that's one of, probably one of my all-time favorite bulls. The best advice that you would give to younger bull riders? Um, Which, you're 20, so, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> I am a young other bull kids. Rider. <laughs> I mean, you know. But I've been to a couple rodeos this summer where kids run up behind the chutes and like, hey, like, I'm trying to start, I'm trying to get started in riding bulls. Like, what do I do? I'll just, I'll tell them what I told you earlier about how I got started. Like, find somebody around, find somebody that lives around you that owns bucking stock or that knows somebody that does, and get on the right kind of stuff. Like, just because you want to be a bull rider, don't get on something that's gonna knock your head off and kill you off. Like, and I mean, if you're 20 years old. And you've never been on a bull before, like, go get on a steer. Like, don't let your pride get in the way, like, oh, I'm not getting on a steer. Like, you gotta, it's a, it's a process. No like, it's a oh, I, listen, stair I, I, step. I totally fucking, are, I, I got <laughs> steers for bucking bulls, and I, I've had people say, I ain't getting on here, it's a fucking steer. 
You know, until you can make my steers look stupid, you don't need all my fucking bulls. Exactly. You know what I'm so let's just start right here, yeah. right? Or maybe I'm not for you, or this ain't the place for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in the business to build bull riders, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this, look, Casey, uh, and I'm going to put you on the fucking spot, and your dad's fucking watching. How big of an influence was he? Or is he? Not was. Is he? To who you are today. I mean, he's the whole reason I got started. I mean, from just like when I was born, like as far back as I can remember, like pictures on the wall. Who's on the wall? Pictures of him. All of his back numbers are on the wall. His bull ropes hanging up on the wall. We had a bunch of bucking cattle. So, I mean, that's the only reason I got started is because, I mean, if even if he did ride bulls, but by the time I was born, if we just lived in the city somewhere with no nothing to do with bull riding on the wall, I probably wouldn't have probably wouldn't have paid for it at all. But so, so I mean, he's probably, or is, not probably, the biggest influence in your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And probably the best coach. Yeah. I Pistol, do know you seek advice from other people, but from him raising you to this point, and I will just say this, if, if, you, if, if he would have chose a different path with you, I don't know that you'd be there. Yeah. And he didn't babysit you, because he's not in the business of babysitting, but he took care of you. He knew the process. He understood the fucking process, even though he hadn't been to the NFR. He understood the process yeah. of what it took to raise bull riders. And he raised a 20-year-old first-time NFR bull rider that's got fucking goals set, a life planned in front of you i say 10 years in business world we set what are we going to be in 10 years from now what does monster bull look like 10 years from now not at the end of the year not next year not five years what does monster bull look like in 10 years what does lucasi morris look like in 10 years by the time I'm, I mean, I'll be 30 in 10 years, so by, by the time I'm 30, I mean, I want to have some... Will you be married? Probably not. Like six kids and shit like that? Probably not. Girls Good. are... Not to move, but... Uh, <laughs> by the time I'm 30... We can edit that out. <laughs> by the time I'm 30, I would like to... Uh, and I'd actually, I'd, I'd like to have a couple million stashed back in the bank. And then Fuck yeah. That way if I Now want. we got us a fucking game. Now we got us a conversation. That's, That's right. awesome. It's money. I love it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, Lucas. That's fucking awesome. It ain't about the fucking back numbers and the buckles. They all tarnish. Yeah. Money, fucking don't. Don't, 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 you know, put it somewhere where the rats are going to eat it. Yeah. Invest that shit. Yeah. Let it have puppies. Win, 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 and take that money and invest it, and just let that become more. And in ten years, you've won however many, however much money the PRCA says you've won. It's like ten times that turned into more. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt, buy no some, doubt. Buy some land, and that's what I was going to do after I made the NFR. Find a place like kind of remotely close to Oklahoma City, because I mean, there's a bunch of housing developments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just buying. Places up like crazy, so no doubt. I was gonna do that and try to find a, some some land to buy and then sit on it for ten, fifteen years, and then sooner or later, shit's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, 
look, Casey, that, that's, that's fucking spot on, man. You have a purpose, you have a reason, and you know what you're going to do with that money bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That money bag. What am I going to do with this money inside this money bag? You know what I'm saying? And that, that just, we have to have to have reason why when this fucking rope's right here at the end of my fucking, end of my tips, why, why do I just keep trying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's just because I want to win. Because winning brings money and, and sponsorships probably. I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, it, when I was riding bulls, sponsorships was like, huh? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was not, it was unheard of, you know? Um, you guys are all patched up and have sponsors. You've got some really good sponsors. Do you, who are your sponsors? Uh, my, maybe my sponsors are, I got a really, really good team of sponsors behind me and a really good support system. But, uh, Panhandle Slim, Rock and Roll Denim, they picked me up, uh, this spring. Lane Frost Brand, they've been with me since I was 14. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Vest picked me up when I was 14. Uh, BMW, uh, BWS Inspection, uh, they're in the oil field. They picked me up for the finals. Uh, Fingolio Boots picked me up. Outlaw Bull Riding Gloves picked me up. Uh, H&H Tires, which is Hud Huddleston. Uh, Southern Sass Boutique. I mean, there's a list of them. 20 years old, NFR, fixing to go to another NFR. You need to see about Trojan condoms. What? No. I'm just saying. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? All right, Lucchese. So winding this thing down, I love, love what you're doing. Totally respect how you got there. Very interested in you now of setting your goals to another NFR. Very curious. I'm I'm very when I say curious, I'm like I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know how you're feeling it. And that's just me. You have a huge fan base, a huge fan base that's growing. I'm a fan. I'm a fan because I know even though you say bull run was natural for you, it hasn't been an easy path for you. Oh yeah, You've had to overcome a lot. And that's probably more got my attention because when I say attention, my like, all right, how the fuck, what are you thinking? How are you getting past this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to know. I respect the hell out of you, kid. I think you stay the, you stay the path and, 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 and do every day what, you, what you've what you been saying. You're going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's thanks for the plan. The Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And, and, and not just a name in the Hall of Fame, but a statue. In the Hall of Fame. That'd be fucking wolfy right there. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're working for. I mean, like what I said earlier, if you're going to do something, like, be the best at it. Like, you don't, especially in in the rodeo world, let alone the bull riding world, I mean, it's dangerous. So if you're going to, like, don't take it lightly. I mean, it's serious stuff. So if you're going to do it, you better do it with a, do it with a reason. You better mean it. You go in the gym, you're eating right, and you're practicing. It's early, but do you feel different? Oh, I don't have no distractions. Like nothing's in my I, way. I, like I, it's just, it's just bull riding. Now. I love it. I love all, it. Like I love it. So I think about now is just wake up in the morning, watch bull riding videos. Now we got a fucking game. Before I go to bed at night, I'm laying in bed watching bull riding videos. Now we got a game. 
You're here at the Monster Bull Ranch. We're going to fucking talk about bull riding after this is over. We're going to talk about just, I want to hear some other stories. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Anything you want to tell everybody? Just appreciate the support. It's really just, thanks for joining along. It's been it's been a long year, but this year's going to be better. Fuck yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, we're going to wind up here. I'm with Lucasi Morris. From Union fucking city, Oklahoma. Where the fuck is Union City, Oklahoma? It's 30 minutes west of Oklahoma City. You know where El Reno's at? Mm-hmm. It's 15, it's like seven miles south of there. South of there? Yeah. Is that, I guess it's got to have a post office to have a town. It's got, it's, that's about all Is it's that got. where you get your mail? Yeah. Union City? Yep. It's got a post office, a bank, a lot of cops. <laughs> <laughs> A and loves. a water burger or what? <laughs> do they have a water burger? No, nope. there's one. There's one about 15 <laughs> minutes from the house, though. Awesome kid. All right, guys. So wrapping up here, David Berry with Lucasi Morris. Uh, you're listening to Think Rank, and we're going to ride rank and make bank and make history. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah! All right, guys. Until next time. God bless. <laughs>